sports, and beer, and so much more. Hottest topics on the counter room floor. Bunch of friends just having a blast. Get ready for the Beer Breath Podcast. Hello and welcome. It is episode 20 of the Beer Breath Podcast. My name is Dominic Crook. I am the executive producer filling in for Curtis Windling as the host. Curtis and Mike are gone uh, business travel this week. Uh, so we are two-thirds of the Beer Breath crew here. And then we have an extra. So let's go around the room. I've got Trey Brown. Yo. i got Nick Walsh. Mm. I've got Chef Sam. Hey. And I've got our guest speaker again for the second podcast in a row, Mr. Colin Nichols. Colin Nichols Music. What's going on, brother? Hey, thank you. Hey, we, <laughs> hey thank you. Hey, thanks. We're here again. It is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. We're going to talk a little bit about Aisha Curry. We're going to talk about a concert that these two music artists are going to be playing in. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit of football. So back on the sports grind of the Beer Breath Podcast, a little bit of NFL, a little bit of college football. But, but for, first... But first, we need to start this show, start the podcast like we start every podcast, and tap the keg. Uh, so what's been going on in my life? Um, just drinking a lot of beer, playing a lot of golf. Uh, the weather's been nice. I always talk about the weather being shitty or nice or whatever and playing golf. Uh, I had probably the worst round I've probably ever played. Uh, I went to Lake Shawnee last week and... Um, the first three holes, I was waiting on the greenskeeper to shut the water off on the greens. They were watering the greens, and then obviously I was standing in a puddle of water. Uh, so I three-putted on all those three holes. Uh, and I ended up with a score that I wasn't really happy with. So whatever. It was nice weather. Uh, I got paired up with this older guy. He was really cool. But other than that, same old, same old. Nick, what's been going on, buddy? Um, this past week, I uh, I usually work at my grandpa's ranch paying fences, shoveling horse shit. Um, I thought this other opportunity that presented itself would be a little bit better. I uh, paid a little bit more, but uh, I uh, ended up finding out that next time he asked me to work for him, I'm going to call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> that I can never do it again because um, this this guy works, hell of a nice guy, works at this uh, auction company and we had to go um, pull out everything from dressers to pianos to beds out of this at least 2,000 square foot apartment uh, two stories up and it was, yeah, it was, it was massive and uh, <laughs> so we had to carry everything down down these steps and it was me and two other guys uh, the rest of the people there helping were just boxing shit up for us and uh, so it was me, Ryan Haskins and Brett Sage and we're the only ones that were able to carry anything so needless to say it was a hell of a time uh seven hours of carrying shit down the stairs and packing it in a trailer so it was a it was a good time and haven't worked the rest of the week because my back hasn't <laughs> been functioning properly so uh i need a wheelchair or something to relieve some of the stress on that whiskey anyways, would probably do it whiskey well, would probably do whiskey, the trick. yeah we have another couple of moves happening soon. I don't know if Trey was going to talk about this on his tap the keg. What's going on? Yeah, uh, we live we live in the house that the studio is um, located in currently, uh, which is going to be short lived moving forward. Uh, we live with a we live with a what is there five of us in this house? Five? Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome because you can live in a really nice house in a really nice neighborhood. 
Uh, it's less awesome when, you know, life happens and people have to go take jobs elsewhere and grow yeah. up and everything else. So, uh, we're, me and Colin uh, are going to, you know, go find another place because we got three roommates who are uh, moving on, which is understandable. Um, so, we're going we're gonna, to uh, move into another complex uh, from this house. And in fact, um, we're going to be bugging the hell out of our executive... Uh, uh, what, what's your title again? Executive producer? You're fired. <laughs> yeah. Our executive producer and his fiance. Uh, we're going to live next door to them. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be me and Colin against the world like it has been since day uno. So Not are, next door. Not next yeah. door. We're sharing a wall. Sharing yeah, a wall. literally next door. It's not <laughs> like... Is, yeah. Next door is the most sincere form of next door. Uh, and that's cool. Uh, it's a good complex near some friends that also live, live around there. Um the shittiest thing about it all is just moving. I fucking hate moving. Like, there's not many things in the world that suck more than than moving. You never realize how much just total unnecessary thing, like, unnecessary stuff you have until you move. It's like, why did I ever decide to buy this end table? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to college with, like, my bed and maybe a desk and, like, a TV and my Xbox and some clothes and stuff like that. And I came home from college with, like, two trailers worth of shit. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous how much stuff you accumulate over a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it all just reproduces. It's like bunnies. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, we're excited to have you guys as neighbors have a little house warming party and probably about every night from there on out. Um, <laughs> That'll be nice. Yeah, we're excited. Nice. Uh with that being said, the studio is going to have to move. Uh, the Beer Breath podcast will go on, as always. Uh, we're going to actually have a split studio. So we're going to do a couple couple shows in Topeka, like we normally do in the studio. And we're going to have a couple shows in Manhattan. we got another studio lined up there. So we're pretty excited. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the whole moving scene. But yeah, moving is terrible, and I don't want to... I'm hoping that Claire and I find a house somewhere and we never have to move again after this last time. We'll probably end up calling somebody. I'm going to have movers come in because I'm tired of doing it. It's a nightmare. That ain't no shit. Yep. Sam, (laughs) what's been up? Um, I was going to ask... uh, I was going to ask Nick something, but I completely forgot because you guys sidetracked me about how horrible moving is. (laughs) Um, Because I just got done. I think I told it a couple episodes ago. um, Finish up moving. But I'm the same way. uh, And I think Kurt is actually leaning that way, too. He could probably speak about it in a couple weeks. Actually, I don't know when he's. He's moving pretty soon, though, right? First of July, I think. Yeah. Two weeks or so. Yeah. So he'll already be moved. But he. uh, that's not even two weeks. That's like five days. Well, from now, it's like two days. But anyway. Stop stop talking. (laughs) It's through June. That's crazy. But yeah, so uh, I think we're going, so I, I mean, I'm moving out in a couple months, but I think I'm going to go the same way and just hire movers. Yeah. So what do you, like when you hire them, do you just chill? Like, what do you do? You probably like, do box you stuff there? up. I think you box stuff up and then just let them do their thing. That would make me nervous, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like, like I'm wasting money if I'm just standing there, like watching them move this shit. I want to leave. Right or no? Yeah, I have a lot of other stuff that I would rather be doing than moving, so... (laughs) Watch and move. They would just take all your shit, probably. You'd come home to an empty house. (laughs) 
I'm sure there's a amount of preparation. There's still preparation that goes into movers. Is that what we were just saying? Yeah, yeah. there's got to be like a, oh, this is ready to go, this is ready to go type thing, which is yeah. still like an eighth of the amount of effort and stress it takes to move. Yeah, Curtis would be able to shed some light on that because in college he worked a summer job at, at a moving company. So he was like boxing shit up and moving couches onto a truck and then back into somebody else's house. So, so why aren't we bringing Curtis in on every single dime move, move we ever make? He's apparently a pro. Probably because he makes more money than all of us and he'd just say, screw that. You guys can shut up. Six figures, easy, right? That's what he always says. Yeah, yeah at least. <laughs> Before commission, That's it's right. six, I think, so. Anything else you had to add, Sam? No, that's pretty much all I got. I was going to talk about baseball, and then I just got mad thinking about it, too. So I'm not going to talk about <laughs> Our guest speaker, Colin, what's been going on, dude? Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, also, along with being a musician, I work at a small private strength and conditioning facility here in Topeka, Kansas. Um, and... <laughs> You see, you see a lot of a lot of good things and a lot of really really bad things. Um, my thing today is this morning at five thirty a.m. I am not a morning person. I wake up <laughs> at five. I leave the house at five oh five, and I get to work right on time. I get to work about a minute or right on the dot. Um, and some of the things you have to deal with at five thirty. I had a uh, I had a woman doing. She was holding 15-pound dumbbells in each hand doing step-ups on a box, and I was writing something down. And she twists her ankle on her back foot, stepping mm. off the box, oh. and she falls. And it was the first time she twisted an ankle. It was her, It was like her first injury ever. Mm-mm. And I, I can't handle that. I can't handle um, getting really tiny tweaks and feeling really bad about it. So I just didn't even look at her. She was just rolling on the ground. I I just couldn't, I couldn't, I cannot deal with that. I can't coddle somebody when they tweak their ankle. Okay. Um, I I don't regret it whatsoever. Um, She got up. She was fine. She was perfectly fine. Like I said, she, it was just an ankle twist. She walked out of there, but it was a freaking, it was a dramatic moment for about 10 minutes <laughs> and I was not having any of that. So that's, that's what I dealt with the five thirty this morning. With silly ankles himself. That's silly, silly ankles himself dealing with ankle problems. That That's why I can't. Yeah. No I sympathy. can't relate to that. No sympathy whatsoever. None. It's ruthless. Well, let's talk about social media. We've got a lot of interaction on social media. Uh, everybody's doing a really nice job. I like your guys' effort. All right? Tweeting at us and things like that. Twitter is Beer Breath PCast. Uh, we've got our Facebook page, Beer Breath Podcast. Instagram, Snapchat, Beer Breath Podcast. If you've got something long to say, you've got a comment about the show, email us at beerbreathpodcast at gmail.com. The other thing you can do is you can leave a nice little review on our Apple Podcast. Uh, we've got some good reviews out there, and we've got one that's not so good. I don't know if you guys know this, but we have a one-star rating from somebody no on our kidding. Apple Podcast. Haters. Haters. I don't know what their deal is. Like, if you don't like the show, just quit listening, right? <laughs> we love the feedback, though. You know what's funny about feedback? Got another little feedback story here. Aisha Curry, the wife. Am I saying that right? Tell I read it. Close enough. Aisha okay. Curry, the wife to how Steph else, Curry. How else could you say it? I have Aisha. No idea. Aisha. Aisha. I don't know. Anyway, the wife to Steph Curry. Shayhan, maybe? Shayhan. <laughs> the wife to Steph Curry, the NBA all-star, uh, is a chef. 
Chef Sam might know her. He might have been to, you know, culinary oh, she's arts trash. School. Yeah. She's trash. <laughs> Went to culinary arts school, I think, with her, and he doesn't respect <laughs> her at all. Uh, anyway, she is opening a barbecue joint in Houston. Uh, and you flash back a couple months to the Western Conference Finals. Golden State beat Houston, the Houston Rockets, in the Western Conference Finals. So... With that being said, Aisha Curry opening up a beer, uh, a beer breath, a barbecue <laughs> <Breath>. joint, <laughs> opening a barbecue joint in Houston didn't go over so well. If you might, <laughs> if you might have an idea or two about that. Huh. Anyway, go to the Yelp reviews and a lot of bad reviews for Aisha Curry's barbecue <laughs> joint. Uh, some of the reviews said, you know, the barbecue was chewy and almost a choking hazard. Worst barbecue place they'd ever been to, blah, blah, blah. Worst terrible barbecue, terrible terrible servers, everything like this. Funny story about that. The joint hasn't opened yet. <laughs> Houston's petty. So a little bit of jealousy maybe. Uh, still, still being petty about the loss, maybe in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we we might be speculating. I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, so bad Yelp reviews going on at Aisha Curry's barbecue joint, even though it hasn't opened yet. So maybe these are unsolicited. Who really knows? Bad reviews everywhere. But we hope that you give this podcast a good review on iTunes Podcasts. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so let's move on. I'm tired of talking about the one-star review. We've got a nice little concert coming from these two. We've got Nick Walsh and Colin Nichols in the studio again today, as always. And we are... There's going to be a concert, right? On Friday. Today. Concerts today. Today. The, tonight. tonight. So if you're listening yep. to this in the morning, some of you guys listen early, bright and early at 7 a.m. when this comes out. Make your way down to where? Come on down to Lennon, Kansas. There there is, uh, there's going to be a benefit concert for a family in town, the Wilson family. The father's not doing so well. Um, I believe he's battling some sort of cancer right now. and um, Obviously, not going to go into too much detail with that, but it's going to be a free will donation. So um, come on in. There's going to be tubs set up, jars set up, whatever. Um if you feel like donating to the family to help out with some medical costs, whatever, that'd be that'd be great. And then um, grab a couple drinks and listen to some music. It's going to be Colin and I playing that night. I believe we're going to be playing from 8.30 to 10.30. So Colin and I will be set up and uh, alternating songs. And I'll be playing some covers. I think Colin might be playing mostly originals, but correct me if I'm wrong. No, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Cool. Absolutely so yeah, right. Colin will be playing all originals. I'll be playing some covers, um, a few originals. But anyways, it'll be a good time. We'll be playing some live music. And to be honest, I don't remember when the Linden Bowler had live music last. So it karaoke should, night. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we go for karaoke, is the last live. I'm music. say <laughs> karaoke, but um, as far as you know, singer songwriters go, I don't. I don't know that there's ever been live music like that. So it should be pretty packed. Uh, probably too packed for how hot it's going to be on, you know, tonight. Um, and the fact that the bar is a minuscule, <laughs> yeah. very tiny little yeah. bar. So yeah, it's going to be packed there. So you guys got what a couple handful, a handful of songs, a couple handful of songs. How many songs do you guys got to play? I think we'll each play probably close to fifteen songs a piece. Yeah, so about an hour's worth. 
Right. Yeah. So hours yeah. worth each. So about uh, yeah. two hours uh-huh. combined, eight thirty to ten thirty. So I know that Is- Nick has uh, some live music experience. Colin, I've seen you play at open mic nights. Is that the extent of the live music that you've played so far? Yeah, yeah. Other than a uh, other than a house concert that I played about a month ago, um, that's that's about it. Open mics and and things like that. Yep. Very cool. So it'll be fun. But yeah, yeah. come if you're in the uh, if you're in the area, come support a great cause. I know the family's going through a lot right now, and so um, it'd just be a, you know a good time to come listen to music, get some drinks, and help out a family that could really use it right now. So. So, um, Colin, as we talked about last episode, not too familiar with you besides the wipes now. I feel like we're friends. But <laughs> but um, I've heard Nick play. Not, I actually haven't seen Nick, so I'm excited about Nick's concert in, uh, in September that I heard you talking about before. But um, also, I mean, I've never heard you play. Is it, would there be something you could play for myself and the, the listeners uh no. Kind of right now to put you on the spot. Oh, Hell yeah. Let's put him on the Let's spot. Go. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. If we can manage to find a guitar, then yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> I mean, there's one sitting three feet to your right right now. Oh, well, holy that. shit, that's convenient. <laughs> that's convenient. <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guitar in every room of this house, so <laughs> there are about seven. I mean, as no long as you don't mind playing a Gibson, then we should be fine. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely play something for you. Well, let's get something well, straight. Get her grab, brother. Well, let's get go. It. Get her going. Let's get set up She's here. Tuned. She's tuned normal. There you go. Just take the old capo off. So, what are you going to play for us, bud? Um, well, thanks to, uh, thanks to uh, being funded by Nick Walsh Music, um, I was able to go down to Wichita and record a song that I wrote. One of the first ones I wrote, I think it was, I think it was like the first 10 songs that I wrote. It was called Fragile Hearts, Used Cars and Dreams. Um, a, uh, a song just about like, uh, just about young love, young love life. Um, more of a, more of just like a reflection and a feel of what it's all about. Um, so you guys give me the go and I can go ahead and Ocean hues, I know that she could see me swoon Four subtle curves, didn't matter she never talk to you or me Or anything that made her think As if you couldn't be Couldn't be Stare was earthy green, so pure, so clean, like a movie scene. Hell, I don't know. I don't know why she even talked to me. Or she'd say, Hey, kid, come take a seat without saying a thing. Just hold a look at me. Somewhere, love, somewhere is a dream. 
somewhere is a dream Hey Rosanna You know I'm James Dean Oh hey Cabana You know, I thought of you this morning Your colors keep me going Keep me going Like fragile hearts, used cars and dreams Oh, come drive, drive away with me Miss Caution Red, Miss Never Leave under lights of faded blue fluorescent white and neon green like Tracy Tracy tell me please these wild colors fade with these I've done the miles I felt the breeze but I need to leave I need to leave hey Rosanna you know I'm James Dean oh hey Cabana You know I thought of you this morning Your colors keep me going Keep me going Like fragile hearts, used cars and dreams That's it Let's go. Nice. Thanks. Colin Nichols, everybody. Thank you. That was beautiful, dude. Holy shit. I that was just that like song, on the man. spot, too. On the spot. Good, yeah. yeah. I really yeah, like thanks. it. I, I love the shit out of that song, too. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, man. absolutely. No, that's good. Well done, brother. Absolutely, man. Thank that's... you. Thank you. Colin Nichols uh, music uh, on Twitter, on YouTube, Instagram, yeah. all that good stuff, right? And we'll be on iTunes eventually. We'll be on yes. iTunes eventually. Very nice. Good stuff, dude. Sam, you going to critique that? Yeah, I was going to say, are you, uh, and I know nothing, sorry, about country, and I know Colin said he gets into, you know, all different genres. Would you guys be open? Do you guys do, col- like, collaboration stuff or not yet? Or being you and Nick, or Colin and Nick? Um, not yet. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. There will be times yeah. where I'm playing a song and he's, He's messing around with the guitar and saying, you know, this would sound really good, like, behind my song and, uh, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, but never, like, singing together yet. Never, like, gotcha. harmonies or any of that stuff. Yeah. But, uh-huh. um, as far as just, like, playing with each other and just, like, kind of backing each other up with some um, some little riffs or something in the background is about all we're sure. doing right now. For yeah, sure. but we're, we're going to get to that point yeah. for sure. Yeah. We're going to get there eventually. Nice, cool. Very cool. So the Thirsty Pig tonight at 8.30? 8.30. Thirsty Pig in Linden, Kansas. going to be hot, so don't wear any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be packed in there like sardines in a can. Is this the one I always see on Snapchat of you guys yes. seeing? It kind of looks like a bar. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kind of <laughs> looks like a bar. Like bar. Kind of looks like a bar. 
<laughs> yep. What was it? Two years ago for my birthday, we ran them out of alcohol. We, we drank them dry. We do that. <laughs> they had to run very, down to the liquor store, yeah. the bar did, and get more alcohol. Yeah, we did that a couple of times, I think, and they've gotten smart, right? Yeah, so they, they, they have like a few extra coolers that they pack a beard when they know it's about to be the boys coming back. It's yeah. nice. It's amazing. It really is. To help yeah. them out, I think like, there's usually a few trucks parked out back. Don't tell anybody this, but there's a few 30s back there just to kind of help the bar out. <laughs> you know? the, th- the thing is, is that like it's funny because we always, we're all the Linden dudes going back to Linden, right? That's sort of yeah. lame to some people. But we take boys from outside the town and right. take them we, back and they learn real quick how yeah, nuts it can be. You all take your, your friends back. Yeah. Like we're taking teammates back, all sorts of shit. So it's it gets pretty rowdy, that's for sure. And there's always an after party. Always an after party. Oh. But, uh, to yeah. be determined. It's a good time. Yeah, we don't know where the after party is happening out. Show up, and we might, might tell you. Yeah, yeah you, might, you might be invited. <laughs> Mention the Beer Breath podcast, and you might get the uh, the golden ticket to the after party. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little football talk, huh? Yeah. Top let's get after it. Top it never 100 ends. NFL players of 2018 came out recently. Now, this is voted on by the NFL players, correct, Sam? Yep. Yeah, that's right. So, Sam, take us through what you got the top 10. Yeah. And let's talk about that a little bit. All right, we'll go. We'll go uh, ten to one. Um, I think a few of these are going to be ones that sh- they shock me. A few of them, but we'll go ten. We'll go real quick. So ten to one. I'm not going to say the number every time, but it's Aaron Rodgers, Von Miller, Drew Brees, Aaron Donald. So Aaron Donald is your top uh, defensive player. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones. Carson Wentz at number three. We're talking about a guy who didn't play and his team won the Super Bowl is the number three. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio Brown, kind of hard to dispute that. And then Tom Brady. So um, I would say my my biggest gripe is is Carson Wentz at three. We've seen him play a, a year. We put he played one year, but but this is voted on by, you know, his peers. So obviously they think he's got skill. I'm just I'm just shocked by that. So, I give me a little background. Is this like the top player? This is the top players for 2018. So this is mm-hmm. this is almost like okay. At the end of the year, there's not going to be any doubt in anybody's mind that this is the top 10 players. They do one through 100, but uh, like you're saying, that this is the top 10 players that are going to perform this year. I don't. So as as far as how they like justify it, I know they're talking about that on some other podcasts and some other radio like is it who it's not because it's obviously not who performed last year but then at the same time with jj watt not being like in here and jj watt's phenomenal mm-hmm. and i don't even know where he's at on there yeah um because they're just because then they're also saying well he's hurt but we think he's coming back so is it really the top players of 2018 it kind of gets into where we talk about with the awards coming out recently of LeBron not winning MVP, right? Is it MVP? Is it MOP most outstanding? Like what the hell is it? Cause why is LeBron not winning it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh. but yeah, it's kind of, it kind of gets a, a little, a little confusing when you're talking about it, but I, I I'm thinking it's going into 2018. Um, cause Carson Wentz played half the season, right? And then big, big Nick played the rest of the <laughs> yeah. year. So. Uh, yeah, when you when you read that aloud, uh, obviously I agree with almost everybody on the list. That makes sense. Like Aaron Donald, was Aaron Donald? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. He's a stud. I don't watch a lot of offensive and defensive line. I do more now than I used to. But just 
purely based on like what people say about him, he's got to be a freaking stud. And then, and then obviously Breeze was a man, but the fact that Breeze's top 10 is, he's great, but damn, him and Carson are like two people that I thought, wow, that doesn't seem to fit. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I didn't watch every NFL game, but yeah. Yeah. For the, the way I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm thinking that Aaron Rodgers could be higher. Um, and I don't think that Carson Wentz should be as high. Um, but maybe I'm thinking about this a different way. I'm not really sure. Um, Tom Brady at number one. This is back-to-back years for Tom Brady, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, anybody have thoughts on Tom? Tommy? Tim, I Tim, don't. Tim Brady? I don't. He takes average receivers and then makes them look like they're all pro. And those all <laughs> pro receivers go somewhere else and don't do well. That's that's the only evidence I need for Tom to be number one. Yeah, I've, I've heard him try. People have tried to downplay him, saying that you know he's got Belichick, he's got you know kind of the whole system, and that's just insane. I don't know. It, it's probably just because they're sick of everyone's sick of Tom Brady at this point. But he's so great. I don't know how it's. I mean, I, I'm not really sick of watching him be no. great. Yeah, I mean, so. Um, I mean. Hasn't he like vocalized that he puts football in front of his own family? Like his family understands that football right now like comes first. I'm pretty sure they did like a documentary on him. Just mm-hmm. kind of like how much film he looks at, like what he does on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's crazy. He's next level. I, I don't, that's what's crazy is, I don't know, man. He takes teams that don't belong there. It's sort of like LeBron in basketball. Like he takes teams that aren't that good and makes them that good. Like, yeah. I don't like hey, Tom you, Brady, but I definitely you gotta respect the greatness. Just like LeBron, it's yeah, not like I'm a huge sure. fan of them. I'm not. I'm not stroking them off. I just understand what greatness <laughs> looks like. Yeah, they are similar. I mean, talk about supporting cast. He's got Gronk, but Gronk's in and out of the you know in and out of the lineup. They never have a running back, and they never have a receiver. They had Moss that one year, and he had like a hundred touchdowns that year. So he had a good receiver for one year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, besides that, there's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of comps between them. I think that they use his, uh, like his whole mental game and, you know, his studying kind of against him when they're trying to say that, you know, he shouldn't be, uh, I don't know. People are probably just trying to, you know, just pick, just pick the opposite just to be whatever controversial, but, uh, yeah. But I yeah. Mean, how many, how many does, does Tom Brady have like a huge win in a great season with the same running back twice? I mean, I don't. He's got a different running back every year, it seems like. Yeah, every game. Every, every quarter. Game. Yeah, like it's like, oh, let's throw our, our right guard in at running back and he'll score two <laughs> touchdowns real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Let's let's get uh, – so we had Antonio Brown too. That, that one's good, right? You guys all think he's a stud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Antonio Brown's no joke. Um, I really like Von Miller. I think he's a really, really solid uh, defensive end. And that game against – he single-handedly won that – almost that whole year in that game against Cam Newton a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, in the Super Bowl. If you remember, he wrecked that entire game. Cam was so scared uh, he didn't go for a fumble, right? That's basically what happened. Yeah, yep. yeah, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked because I, I didn't really want the Broncos, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that pretty much wrapped the top 10. I, I would agree Wentz and Breeze. It must just be even the players ranking quarterbacks high just because they know the importance of quarterbacks because uh, I wouldn't have Wentz or Breeze up there. I'd probably uh, throw a little more love to to the defense um, with with somebody like Watt. But once again, we're judging Watt off of uh, 
judging Watt off of uh, injury plagued really career oh, recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what's so tough. I, I agree, man. I totally agree. I think I I really think there's more defensive players that belong up there. Exactly, I think Watt's up there, and Breeze is good, man. He's just old. Like I don't know. It, it yeah. seems an un, unreal that he's still just performing. I don't. I love Breeze. I think he's very entertaining. But man, ooh. here's the question that I had: Where are the kickers and punters at? <laughs> I don't well, have them, I don't have them written down. But Nick, do you have a stance there? Um, and as he's like, nah. come on, it's the it's what is it? The third part of the the third piece of the game. A good I mean, portion of the game. If you ask me, it's the most important. Most if you ask Bill game. Snyder. <laughs> The, the the punts the most important play of the game. <laughs> so he told position. me that. He yeah. told me that. Maybe he's just trying to get me to work harder. I don't know, but um, yeah, field position, dude. Field position, field goals, all points. I mean, I saw. Um, I don't know. You know, bullshit writers talking about what they project Kansas State, what they project our record to be next year. One one dude is like. Uh, what do you play? Thirteen games in a season, eight and five. Uh, if we have a shitty kicker, and uh, twelve and one if we have a good kicker. I was like, okay, shit, okay. So that throwing guy really likes love. kickers. Okay. Throwing, throwing a little love to the kickers now. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, if there's one coach in college football that would that would be relevant for, it's Bill with his yeah. like the way he runs the game and everything. It. I don't know. Is there a better coach at handling like small ball than him? I don't. I'm no probably, college football savant. Not. I mean, probably not. I mean, growing up, you know, my dad would get into more specifics about what the fuck I needed to do to improve what I was doing my craft. When I got to K State, when when Snyder was telling me how to improve, I mean, Sean was great. Sean Sean knew what he was saying um, about a punting technique or whatever, but. If I came out the sidelines and I had a shitty punt, all I would hear from Bill every single time was, get the fucking ball in the air, son. Get the fucking ball in the air and downfield. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Is that how I'm supposed to kick it downfield a little further than what I did. Okay? So, I mean, whatever. So special teams, special teams missing out on the top ten of the top NFL players, top one hundred. Wait, do we have any idea where this like highest ranking specialist was? I should have looked at that. I didn't even. Did think Did I to answer look. your guys' question all right, or no. am I just completely fucked up? Right <laughs> yeah, now? you're fucked up. Okay, good. Uh, the latter. No, but we enjoyed oh, that. Yeah. No, I didn't look, and I should have. I should have seen. I don't like, have any. I should have looked at what the top. Do they have a gunner on here? They should put some gunners on here. <laughs> What's the deal for the Patriots? Has been like all pro for. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's just running down the field, tackling people. He's a receiver, like a fifth string receiver, and he's just really good at special teams. He's played like one total play of receiver in their <laughs> five Super Bowls. Yeah, I care. I honestly don't have any battery on my phone or i'd google it. But yeah, that's true. And our computer would explode yeah. if we tried to do that at the same time. Then google it. Okay. Google who the top. You probably won't find them. So I don't know if we're going to come across one, though, yeah. Trey. Let's go down I'm, the list. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> Let's go down the list a little further. We've got uh, number 24, top 24 out of 100, Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Stud. Chief. Yeah. Kareem Hunt at 33. Tyreek Hill Dead. at 40. Okay. So a couple Kansas City guys there making the top 100. Uh, uh, just studs. That's all you can really say, right? I'm excited no, to see. Awesome. I'm excited yeah. to see what happens this year. 
Dude, I'm pumped. Yeah. I, honestly, they couldn't have made an easier transition for uh, Mahomes at all. They they brought in Sammy Watkins and then wears back. Like, he's got literally a, a elite player at every level where he can just like sh- shove the ball off to. Like, here, take it, Travis. Take yep. it, Tyreek. Yep. It'll be exciting to watch. I think. Uh, coming out at number fifty three, Akib Talib. Trey, how do you feel about that? Uh, he's one of the best corners in the league. I, I don't know how many corners. Still, are, though, you think? Still, he's, he's still getting old, but he's still a top, uh, he's at least top ten, maybe even top five. I don't know. Yeah, Great. probably right. Yep. I don't uh, know who's better? Yeah. So uh, an old Jayhawk there uh, at fifty three, and then we got Marcus Peters, not a Kansas City Chief anymore. Uh, we found out he's on the Rams, right? He went to the Rams. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So he uh, he he was at number seventy nine. Was it? 69 Marcus Peters. 79. 79. 79. 79. Way too low. Yeah, I think that's low. Yeah. I, Marcus Peters is like a – he's a – I don't know how to explain it. He's like he's a pivotal player in that you need him because he's going to make plays that are going to win you a game. He will also make plays that will make you go damn nuts, but he will win you a game. Yeah. So interesting. Some of these other ones are insane. Case Keenum. He was huh. – no. he, he had like one good game. He's number 50. 51. Case Keenum's 51. Case right, Keenum yeah. is number 51? Yeah. I'm so done with this list. <laughs> yeah. This list is over. Let's move on. These guys must be like buying their teammates shit so what they can the get hell? some votes. Uh, here's a Rolex, bitch. Vote no me kidding. in. <laughs> no kidding. My goodness. Well, that's some NFL ball for you. Let's go back to college ball. Nick uh, brought up Bill Snyder and uh, kind of his coaching ways. There's another interesting article that came out. Uh, USA Today. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. Correct. It's so a USA right. Today article, and this was... I'll let Sam actually take the wheel on this because he read a lot more in depth than it. Yeah, so they came out with the top 10. I don't know if it would really be considered top 10, but it's the 10 hardest schools to uh, win at as far as coaching terms or programs to to um, build success or continue success, whatever. So when we're talking about this, you're talking about, I'll just give you a few of the examples. So Duke, K- uh, Kansas, those ones make sense. Like those are huge basketball schools, right? So it's kind of hard to break into that. Um, Duke's had some good years recently, uh, as far as football goes. But they're they're more they're basing this list off of, you know, if if a new coach came in, what what's the places that he, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be the toughest toughest ask to make them a, a contender, um, whether it's you know a big time contender as far as the conference or, or whatever. Uh, so the list includes, which always gets me a little salty because all these lists always include K-State. So I don't know if they did them in order, but if they did, K-State's five, KU six. Um, so I don't un- quite understand, but whatever, K- K-State's five. So, and this, this kind of comes down to what you see when you watch a K-State game on TV, if it's at home, they're always showing the damn cornfield, like the wheat fields, whatever. Like it's just some bumble and then there's just a stadium, right? So it, it comes down to that. And then the whole act of recruiting to Manhattan, like it's some different college town. There's college towns all over um, that are not in big cities. And Manhattan, when their school in session has 60 plus thousand. So it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a tired and, and I think a, a lazy, um, lazy reporting to, to put K-State in there. And they also, under the assumption that, so Bill built K-State from nothing, 
in the late 80s, right? Mm-hmm. 89, they were, yeah. they were supposed to be, you know, they were one of the worst programs. They were the worst program in all of uh, Division One football. But the, the thought that just because Prince came in and had three mediocre to, to subpar years that no one else can come in and ever do anything good is is just, I mean, it's insane. And the, the new coach that comes in doesn't have to, he doesn't have to build it and do what Snyder did. He has to continue on what's been built. Like it's not, and I mean, I hope it goes to another level, but at the same time, he's not building it from, six straight years of one or zero wins. So like you have a foundation in place. Um, so I get a little, little frustrated when, when these sorts of lists come up because the problem with it, it's a USA today. And you know that these are high school kids or whatever know about these articles and it, you, it gets used as a, a negative recruiting, uh, recruiting tactics. So um, some of the other schools like, Trey would agree. Ku being on there, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's the that's a dumpster fire. There's no way. Yeah, I'm a Ku diehard. There's no worse place to be right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. That you could argue there's somewhere worse. That so that's a that's a different take than I thought you would have brought up, but it makes sense. So a a recruit going to a school like this sees this article and what what do you think? You're like, okay, this is one of my top schools. This article says that it's a shit fest. Uh, Maybe I should rethink. Maybe I should change my mind here. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. They still have all the same arguments that every other Power 5 team has. Like, oh, you're going to play in a Power 5 conference. And what they might have over others is to say, you're going to play the minute you step on campus. That might be something you have over someone else. But how how rewarding is that for a kid who's going to be 18 years old playing against 20-year-old men in the Power 5? Like, yeah. you're playing against the guys who've been developing at Oklahoma, at K-State, at Oklahoma State for two years and are two, three years ahead of you, and you're going to go on at 18, you're going to just completely lose all like lose all confidence because you're going to come here and get pecker slapped for two years and <laughs> hope you can improve. Yeah. Interesting. So, go on. Go ahead, Dom. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I, I was just saying, like, I, I don't even – well, I agree that the dumpster fire part, it, it's, it's almost like they use different logic because they're talking about KU and they're judging KU base – basically soul off their recent history but then they're basing k-state which is 75 miles west off of being in a small town like i don't know you know like what they're right next to each other on the list so i don't know it, it doesn't really it yeah. doesn't really make sense to me as the, there's different uh-huh. criteria but at the same time there's only 60 p5s right so you're looking at 10 out of 60 so it's a pretty you got to choose 10 i guess so that's the way I, when I started thinking about it more, I was, I was thinking, all right, there has to be 10. So I guess they got to choose some schools um, to put on this list. And you might as well go with the same narrative that uh, K-State's a small farm school in the middle of nowhere. And, so Yeah, and that's what's so annoying is that the, the moral of the story in the end is that the media will do whatever the hell they can do to just justify anything. Like, like they'll pick they'll pick KU to be the worst at this for whatever reason they can find justifiable. And for the same exact mm-hmm. reason, they'll be like, well, K-State's just a terrible school because of this. And they'll be like, well, Nebraska sucks because Lincoln's tiny. Huh. Mm-hmm. Who gives a yeah. shit? The town might be awesome. There might not be that many people. That's just so frustrating. That's the narrative in life. Like, there's so many people from huge towns that just think that everything about rural America is trash until they come here and learn that it's Amazing. Until they yeah. come down to the Thirsty Pig in Linden, Kansas, and yeah. they have the time of their <laughs> life, right? Good after. 
That's right. Yeah, a few schools. Um, other ones on here, Texas Tech. Uh, Nick's been there. Um, that's the only Texas school. That's kind of crazy, but they're way out west, right? Isn't it kind of a dump, Lubbock, if Nick's yeah. still there? Yeah, it's not fun to stay at. I mean, this, <laughs> the, uh, the pregame meals are ass for sure. <laughs> um, I guess that's really all, all I have to complain about other than the blood dripping complaint or leading to my bedroom one night to our hotel room there's blood on the fucking carpet leading to my (laughs) hotel room one night last year whenever we played there last shitty fucking hotel isn't waco kind of a uh, edgy town like i've heard it's not that good of a town for college is that yeah why isn't uh, baylor on here well well chip and joanna Gaines. let's let's get that first yeah but it's a good town because they do all kinds of illegal (laughs) shit to keep you (laughs) keep you in the town and not in trouble like I don't know where we stayed when we played Baylor, but it was not in Waco, I don't think. Well, that tells you right there. There you go. <laughs> There's a few places in Texas where we had a, we'd have to drive like an hour to get to the stadium, so we never really stayed in that town where we were playing. Yeah. Other than Lubbock, which huh. was a shithole, but and they charge you like. I remember Sean Snyder telling me they would charge us more than anybody would charge us for like our steaks the night before a game because we'd always eat steak and so we'd be eating some piece of shit steak for like 90 bucks a player <laughs> wow we're texas big, beef though yeah we'd be getting some like filet like at oki state or something yeah you guys got for scammed. 30 bucks you guys got so scammed. we got scammed because they knew we you know they know we didn't have anywhere else to get any fucking food <laughs> out by Lubbock so but uh like also when when if I go if you go and look on here so we 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 K-State last year went down and played Vandy and um the pregame Vanderbilt if people don't know is in Nashville they don't care about Vanderbilt football at all there's I'm sure there's some people that care about it but the, there's no atmosphere that the game's in a big town big the big city schools um, they make it seem like it's, you know, it might be easy. Oh, get your kids to come down to Nashville. It's like, well, I mean, they're college kids and I don't know that that's an overblown statement in general. But, you know, when we're comparing K-State's fan base to Vandy's ma- fan base and you got Iowa State on this list, too, as one of the best fan bases in like all of sports because they've been going to games while their team sucked ass for 30 straight years and they yeah. still sell that place out. So I don't, I don't consider those places hard like as hard to win. I, I don't know. I know the criteria is how are you going to get good players to come there. Um, but when you think about it, not not to say we're on the same level uh, by any means, but Clemson was no power six seven years ago, and no one thought you know Clemson would ever be what Clemson is now. Clemson's the number two team behind Bama. They're right at Bama's heels basically mm-hmm. and that school has become how they've become just from becoming great at football so it I mean you can get a, dy- a dy- dynamic coach um, and make these you know me your aspiration is to become Clemson basically and that's what I always talk about and that's why I want Clemson's D coordinator to come back to K-State so we can become Clemson 2.0 <laughs> but uh <laughs> But uh, we'll we'll see if that happens. But yeah, the the list just it. I mean, it didn't it doesn't bother me too much. Um, as far as you know, K State being on there, I just I, I don't know. Like I, 
I just feel like journalism in general is 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 pretty lazy at this point. Um, yeah. Cause you could have wrote this same list five years ago. What's cha- like the, yeah. you just chose? I don't know a bunch of rural type type E places and then threw in the basketball schools. Let's do a reverse. Let's let a rural person write that article. Let's just see what happens when that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, instead exactly. of like somebody from New York City writing an article about shitting on the Midwest, let's let's <laughs> let the Midwest write an article and shit on the big city. Yeah, of course. You can come be a stud in, in Manhattan or Lawrence and be a celebrity in Lincoln or you can go to fucking Nashville and no one gives two shits about you because they're worried about the artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense because they're going to be worried about Nick, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, oh, who the hell's that kid? And you go over here, these towns, you're a celebrity. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And and real quick, just because I know we're going super long, but I've been to a number of uh, other college football games in, in other towns, and um, I'm obviously biased, but there's very little that compares to, to Aggieville and in combination with the, the game day tailgating and full atmosphere of a K-State game. So um, it, it's more of just the perception that's, that's pushed on to – k-state and manhattan in general mm-hmm. but uh once you get down there um i don't i mean i bring my buddies i bring have brought buddies from from where i'm at down uh to games and they always have a blast everyone always loves aggieville can't believe the the number of bars in a small vicinity and then uh just the way people get after tailgating too so um that that's kind of just my my uh my last piece there yeah I'm getting yeah. pumped up about football season and as, pumped up about tailgating. And as everything. a KU guy who's been to K-State tailgates, I know the Midwest does it right. Like, I know that Kansas football games are, are top drawer because I remember when we did it right at KU. Not personally, I remember watching it. But I, since I've grown up, I remember watching tailgates be done right at Manhattan. And it, you're going to you're gonna be hard-pressed to find me saying no. some things like that again mm-hmm. to compliment K-State. Yeah. But and there's luckily a couple it's recorded. <laughs> there's a couple things, and that's one thing that – I'll give you all credit because the same thing. Chiefs go freaking hard too for the same reason. You talk about Iowa State. We've dealt with shit forever. And as soon as we're good, it's like, oh my God, this is what we've been waiting for. And then you just go all out. Yeah. 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 Speaking from a perspective that knows nothing about football, absolutely zero. um, I can say that Manhattan is one of the few places where you could go out. You can go out to the bars by yourself for four hours and not remember a thing (laughs) and, uh, and come out. A-okay. Have a blast. A-okay. Going, man, I think I did something good. A-okay okay, other than good. like a big gash on your face, right? You and like got cut up or something. Right? Have a, a blast. Stars. Lose your phone. <laughs> get in your car and start driving to Junction City thinking you're headed to Topeka. And Just then... okay. Maybe not A-okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to wrap up. We did a lot of football talk. Um, and my last call is just going to be that I'm pumped. Uh, I'm pumped for football season. I'm pumped for tailgating. Pumped for Kate. K-State football. Um, I'm excited to see Chef Sam uh, back in the vicinity. Excited to tailgate with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, last call. Nick, what do you got? My last call is um, <clears throat> got a concert Saturday after the concert Friday in Holton, Kansas. If y'all can make it out, um, I'm opening for Eric Dillon. I'll be playing for probably 30 to 45 minutes. Eric is a phenomenal songwriter down in Nashville right now, doing big things. He's related to Trey Brown, Second Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I'm really excited. He gave me a call a couple weeks ago and asked me if I wanted to come open up for him in Holton. So not really sure where that's at yet, but I will tweet it out 
put it on all my social media where I'm playing, when I'm playing. But uh, it's going to be a good time. There should be a lot of people. should be a lot of fun. At Colin Nichols Music on almost all social media platforms, what is your last call? Um, it's late June. Shout out to music and football. Two things that get me super pumped up. Two good things. So I'm excited. Very, very excited. Very nice. Even at that. Chef Sam. All right, and I'm going to piggyback off yours just talking about college football here. I'm uh, getting pretty jacked, and I actually, including Dom, or I always call it Doug v. Cecilia Wedding, <laughs> uh, including that weekend, <laughs> which, is, which is a week before the opener, I think I have four trips in six weeks down to Kansas something like that. Um, so I'm taking a lot of Fridays off and uh, be down at, at all the games. Uh, so can't, can't wait. Honestly, you should have just taken a sabbatical. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. <laughs> Trey? thinking about working remote. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> working remote. Uh, first thing, very excited tonight for the concert. I am. You can catch me in the front row uh, with his eyes, like my eyes being unable to focus on anything so he blacked out. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be me. Um, second thing, uh, really everyone likes to talk about football. I'm looking forward to football and another hard-pressed uh, season. I'm going to struggle through like always. Um, and if you guys do enough convincing, I might come to a couple K-State tailgates. Yeah. But I will require some sort of TV to at least watch the first, second, and third quarter of a KU football game. There you go. This fourth quarter is just <laughs> off the Well, uh, I'd say first, second, third, because typically I'm like really focused on first quarter, and then about six beers in, it's second quarter. Then I've lost interest, and I'm like, shit, okay, let's let's reel, time, let's reel it back in. Yeah. Let's reel it back in. Let's let The third quarter, Let's well, we might do something here. Mm-hmm. Third quarter, uh, two possessions in, we're down – Somehow, 21 points, two oh, possessions in. And then uh, fourth quarter, <laughs> I've done drank a 30 rack. And um, <laughs> I'm ready to just go ahead and put a bullet in my brain. So if you can just give me three quarters of guaranteed TV, I Only will. Only would uh, enjoy KU game. Yeah, yep, right yep. there. That's, that's about what you're going to get out of me. All right, that's going to end episode 20 of the Beer Breath podcast. As you might be aware, this coming week is a, it's a USA holiday. Okay. Oh. America. It's, it's our Independence Day, right? Seventeen seventy six. Seventeen seventy six. So Fourth of July is on Wednesday. We are not going to be live that day nor Friday. So we're taking a week off. Uh, the fun thing about next week is there will be an episode, and it's going to be the second half of that previously unaired episode, episode X. So this will be episode X and a half. Uh, we'll air. Let's air it on thursday let's do it thursday so interesting episode coming up there we're talking about fake patty's day a little throwback to a trial episode that we did so you can look forward to episode x.5 on thursday next week and you will hear us again the week after that for episode 21 and 22 of beer breath podcast thanks for sticking around we appreciate it and talk to you later go blow some shit up it's the fourth of july america